Welcome back to The Word Encounter, episode 107. We concluded in Psalms chapter 132 yesterday, so we're going to pick it up in Psalms chapter 133. And the intro to 133 says, uh, living in harmony, this is a Psalm of David, the joy in harmonious relationships, or I should say the joy of harmonious relationships. 133 verse 1. How delightfully good when brothers live together in harmony. You know, we could spend some time here because of how inharmonious we sometimes live amongst each other, even in the church. And so, how delightfully good when brothers live together in harmony. It is like fine oil on the head, running down on the beard, running down Aaron's beard onto his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon falling uh, on the mountains of Zion, for the Lord has appointed the blessing, life forevermore. In 134, the intro says, call to evening worship, worship God and experience the joy of his blessing. First one. It's a short psalm, so we'll read the whole thing. Now bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who stand in the Lord's house at night. Lift up your hands in the holy place and bless the Lord. May the Lord, maker of heaven and earth, bless you from Zion. Chapter 135, intro. The Lord is great, a hymn of praise. This psalm contrasts the greatness of God with the powerfulness of idols. Pagans worship idols while God's people worship the living God. The Lord is great. Verse 1, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Give praise, you servants of the Lord, who stand in the house of the Lord, in the, uh, in the courts of the house of our God. Verse 5, for I know that the Lord is great. Our Lord is greater than all gods. The Lord does whatever he pleases in heaven and on earth, uh, in the seas and all the depths. He causes the he causes the clouds to rise from the ends of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain. He brings the wind from his storehouses. Verse thirteen, Lord, your name endures for he- forever. Your reputation, Lord, through all generations, for the Lord will uh, vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants. Yes, Lord. Chapter one thirty six, God's love is eternal. The never-ending story of God's love. God deserves our praise because his endless love never fails. In verse 1, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His faithful love endures forever. He alone does great wonders. His faithful love endures forever. He made the heavens skillfully. His faithful love endures forever. He spread the land on the waters. His faithful love endures forever. He made the great lights. His faithful love endures forever. The sun to rule by day. His faithful love endures forever. The moon and stars to rule by night. His faithful love endures forever. Verse 16. He led his people in the wilderness. His faithful love endures forever. Verse 25. He gives food to every creature. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven. His faithful love endures endures forever. There are so many things by which if we would just open our eyes and recognize, we could say, or we should say, his faithful love endures forever. How this whole system 
this whole ecosystem on earth, how man interacts with man, man interacts with nature, how nature interacts with the earth, how the earth interacts with the universe and every interacts with the sun. And I mean, his faithful love endures forever. Chapter 137. Lament of exiles. A person in exile weeps over the bitterness of captivity. Our sorrow can make it difficult to imagine singing joyful songs again. You ever get in that situation where you wonder whether you will ever experience joy again? You can get into such a place in your mind, in your in your soul, where you, you're just like, am I ever going to get out of this feeling of despair? Will I ever experience joy again? The word promises that joy comes in the morning. Anyway, verse 1. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down and wept when we remembered uh, Zion. Remember, they're in captivity. And so um, they sat down and, and remembering Zion, they were just very, very, very despondent. Verse 4, how can we sing the Lord's song on foreign soil? For if, uh, if I forget you, Jerusalem, may my right hand forget its skill. May my tongue stick to the roof of my mouth if I do not remember you, if I do not exalt Jerusalem as my greatest joy. Verse 8. Daughter Babylon, doomed to destruction, happy is the one who pays you back what you have done to us. <laughs> I find that funny because Babylon only did to them what the Lord allowed them to do because they deserved it. But anyway... Daughter Babylon, doomed to destruction, happy is the one who pays you back what you have done to us. Happy is he who takes your little ones and dashes them against the rocks. <laughs> That's a little vindictive, isn't it? <laughs> so he said, happy is, the, happy is he who takes your little one and dashes them against the rocks. And so they are definitely a despondent people. Chapter 138, a thankful heart. This is a Psalm of David thanksgiving for answered prayer. God works out his plan for our lives and will bring us through the difficulties we face. <clears throat> Verse 1, I will give you thanks with all my heart. I will sing your praise before the heavenly beings. I will bow down towards your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your constant love and truth. You have exalted your name and your praise above any, everything else. On the day I called you, you answered me. You increased strength within me. Verse 7, if I walk into the thick of danger, you will preserve my life from the anger of my enemies. You will extend your hand. Uh, your right hand will save me. <clears throat> Chapter 139, the intro says, the all-knowing, ever-present God. This is another Psalm of David. God is all-seeing, all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere present. God knows us, God is with us, and his greatest gift is to allow us to know him. Let me read that first sentence again. God is all-seeing, all-knowing, all-powerful, and ever-present. For many of us in our minds, this is almost impossible to comprehend. <clears throat> but it is what it is, and it says what it says. And so the situation is we either believe it or we don't. Is God everywhere? Is he omnipresent? Is he omniscient? Is he all of these things, all powerful, everywhere at once? Either we believe it or we don't. This is what the word says. I choose to believe it even though my comprehension of it 
is sorely lacking. <laughs> but it, like I said, it says what it says. In verse 1, Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I stand up. You understand my thoughts from far away. You observe my travels and my rest. You are aware of all my ways. Before the word is on my tongue, you know all about it, Lord. Verse 7, where can I go to escape your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? Think about that. Where can I go to escape your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? A lot of times we think that if we were just somewhere else, if we weren't here, if we were in a different place, wherever that place is, um, if we were anywhere except here, then I could escape from my problems, get away from everything, everything would be great and everything would be cool. But that's not reality. That's not truth. Wherever there are people, you will find issues because people are imperfect. And so I don't care where you go, if there are people there, you're going to find issues. If there are no people there, you're still going to find issues because you're going to need assistance in doing certain things just to live life that you're going to find very cumbersome or difficult to do. And so there are going to be obstacles and issues wherever we are, wherever we go. That's just a fact of life. Verse 7, where can I go to escape your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? Verse 11. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light around me will be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night shines uh, like the day. Darkness and light, darkness and light are alike to you. Darkness and light have no meaning to God as far as he is concerned. He is always light. Even in the darkness, he is still light. And so that does not affect God. It affects us, but it doesn't affect him. In verse 13, for it was you who created my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will praise you because I have been remarkably and wondrously made. It was you who created my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. <clears throat> we were known to him before we were even born. You knit me in my mother's womb. This is why abortion is so heinous. You knit me in my mother's womb. I will praise you because I have been remarkably and wondrously made. <clears throat> when I first witnessed, or when I witnessed, I should say, the birth of my firstborn, when I witnessed birth for the first time, not seen it on a video or TV, but my own in-person eyewitness account. I was stupefied. I was just draw, draw, jaw dropped in amazement at what I had just seen. It impacted and affected me for the rest of my life. That is when I knew beyond knowing, beyond knowing that God existed because this was, this was just far beyond anything. I, I can't even explain um, what was going through my mind or my emotions or whatever. I was just in a, a position and a stance of awe, just reverent awe. I, I just could not believe what I had ju just witnessed. <clears throat> and I came to know that his works are wondrous. And that all of this stuff was far beyond any kind of uh, uh, academic comp uh, uh, comprehension. 
of what I had just witnessed. This was beyond that. This was something, this was otherworldly. This was something else. It says, your works are wondrous, and I know this very well. Verse 15, my bones were not hidden from you when I was made in secret. So when he knit me together, he knit you together in your mother's womb. And it says here that your bones were not hidden, hidden from him when you were made in secret, when you were being formed in fashion. You were not a secret to him. It says when I was formed in the depths of the earth. And so he knew about you at your conception. He was knitting you together as, you, as your mother was pregnant. He was there. He knew you. I mean, think about that. that. That's just incredible. Verse 16, your eyes saw me when I was formless. All my days are written in your book and planned before a single one of them began. Wherever you are in life right now, he knew you. When you were conceived, he knew the plan for you. Before you were ever born. That, <laughs> I'm trying to convey at least how this impacted me, you know, and, 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 and I'm still in amazement when I think about this. Now, you have a choice, right? We all have a choice. You can believe this or you cannot believe it. The experiences in my life are witness to me that everything in here is true. You have to know me. I'm a skeptic by nature. But when I went through the word, when I read through the word, when I examine the experiences in my life, I can't deny. The word is true. Verse 23. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my concerns. See if there is any offense. Um, see if there is any offense, offensive way in me. Lead me in the everlasting way. See if there is any offensive way in me. Lord, examine me. Lord, examine my heart. Examine my mind. See if there is any offensive way in me. And then lead me into the everlasting way if there are offensive things in me. I know there are offensive things in me. I know there are offensive things in my heart. I know there are uh, offensive things that exist in my mind. I'm not lying to myself. You know, one of us came across a saying a long time ago, the 11th commandment, thou shalt not fake thyself out. <laughs> I know what can reside in my heart and what can reside in my mind. Lord, lead me in the everlasting way. Assist me in rectifying my thought processes, my philosophies, what's in my heart. Chapter 140, the intro says, Prayer for rescue. This is a Psalm of David. Prayer for protection against those who slander and threaten you. Deliverance begins with uh, concentrating on our future life with God. Yes. <clears throat> First one, rescue me, Lord, from evil men. Amen. <laughs> Rescue me, Lord, from evil men. Keep me safe from, viol uh, from violent men. Amen. Keep me safe from violent men who plan evil uh, in their hearts. They stir up wars all day long. 
They make their tongues as sharp as a snake's bite. They make their tongues as sharp as a snake's bite. Viper's venom is under their lips. We all know people like this, and we all need to be saved from them. Now, we might not need to be physically saved from them, but we need to be saved from their ways. And what I mean by that is we need to be saved from descending into the same ways that they purport, that they execute. You know, we don't want to match or meet evil with evil. And so save us from that kind of thinking. Verse 4, protect me, Lord, from the power of the wicked. Keep me safe from violent men who plan to make me stumble. The proud hide uh, a trap with ropes for me. They spread a net along the path and set snares for me. I say to the Lord, you are my God. Listen, Lord, cry uh, to my cry for help. Lord, my Lord, my strong savior, you shield my head in the day of battle. You see, you, when you have all of that armor on and whatnot, it's hard to get to your vital organs and whatnot. But he's saying, shield my head for the day of battle because your head is exposed. Your head can get, you know, a headshot can get you killed. So save me, you know, save my head, Lord, in the day of battle. Verse 12, I know the Lord upholds the just because of the poor. Justice for the needy. Surely the righteous will praise your name. The upright will live in your presence. Chapter 141. Protection from sin and sinners. This is a Psalm of David. A prayer for help when facing temptation. Uh, David asked God to protect him and to give him wisdom in in accepting criticism. Yes. Be open to honest criticism. God may be speaking to you through through others. And so accepting criticism is very difficult for anybody. I don't care what anybody says. Some people say, well, I look forward to constructive criticism. I don't believe it. We don't like criticism. And so we have to fight the urge to rebel against it. We have to fight the urge to defend ourselves in the face of it in order that we open our ears, especially from trusted sources, and listen to what they have to say. First one, Lord, I call on you. Hurry to help me. Listen to my voice when I call on you. Verse three. Uh, Lord, set up a guard for my mouth. <laughs> Lord, set up a guard a guard for my mouth. Keep watch at the door of my lips. Psalms uh, 141, verse 3. Study that, meditate on that. <laughs> Lord, set up a guard for my mouth. Keep watch at the door of my lips. Let me highlight that. I don't know why I don't have that highlighted. Uh, verse 4, do not let my heart turn to any evil thing or perform wicked acts of evildoers. Do not let me feast on their delicacies. Do not let me descend to their level. Verse 5, let the righteous, let the righteous one strike me. It is an act of faithful love. Let him rebuke me. It is an oil, it is oil for my head. Let me not refuse it. So let the righteous person speak righteousness into. Let the righteous person confront me with my um, unrighteousness. You know, it's like uh, oil to my head. Let me not refuse it. You see, now this is very difficult to do, but this is wisdom. This is absolute wisdom. Verse 9, protect me from the trap 
they have set for me, and from the snares of evildoers. Let the wicked fall into their own nets while I, <clears throat> while I pass by safely. <clears throat> Chapter 142. A cry of distress. A prayer when overwhelmed and desperate. When we feel cornered by our enemies, only God can keep us safe. This is of David again. Verse 1. I cry aloud to the Lord. I plead aloud uh, to the Lord for mercy. I pour out my complaint before him. I reveal my trouble to him. Although my spirit is weak within me, you know my way. Along this path I travel, they have hidden a trap for me. Look to the right and see. No one stands up for me. There is no refuge for me. No one cares about me. Verse 6. Listen to my cry, for I am weak. Rescue me from those who pursue me, for they are too strong for me. Free me from prison so that I can praise your name. The righteous will gather around me because you deal generously with me. Amen, Lord. And with that, we're going to stop today. We're going to pick it up in Psalms chapter 143 tomorrow. Everybody take care and have a blessed day. Bye-bye now.